I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Each week for the four weeks of Advent, I'm reading one or two texts from the Bible and then using Rachel Mann's book, which is called A Starfield Grace, to introduce you to some of the voices of the people in the story. And at the end, I'm leaving you with a question to ponder on as you navigate this season of waiting and preparing. Today I'm reading from Luke's Gospel, just one text, the first 20 verses of chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were, angel- and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Now, Let's listen to the people's voices. This week, we'll hear from four people, starting with Mary. I wish I could stop it all here, just now, where it's only Joseph and the baby and me. I wish I could stop it all here, now that the pain is gone and the baby is out of me and I have him in my arms asleep. All of us worn out. Joseph keeps smiling and weeping. I doze, dreaming I'm holding a child. 
awake to find I am. I wish I could stop it all here. Just hold the world back. To simply enjoy knowing this child is ours. Is mine. That he is special as he is. If I didn't believe what I'd been promised, it wouldn't make any difference. I'd still say this child was God, as much as any child is God. I don't care what he's going to become. I don't care if he's a God or not. I just care that he's here, with us. He's made it. He's safe. And he's ours. And now Joseph has something to say. It's stupid, but I hadn't thought he'd be so light. I can fit him in the palms of my hands. If I couldn't see him, I'd barely believe he was there. My son. That's what Mary says I should call him. My son. And from the moment he appeared, as he screamed in his tiny voice, I knew he was. What's happened is too big for me, for my world. Mary talks of God and miracles. Mary says this little one will save us all. He's already done that for me. I could have turned my back and let Mary go when she told me she was pregnant. No one would have blamed me. They'd have said it was what she deserved. She'd have fallen so far. I'm still not sure what I believe. But I believe in Mary, and I believe in this child. He is so helpless. He is so beautiful. Is this what it's like to hold God in your hands? And now the angel returns with another job. People are unpredictable. One day you're fed honey cakes, another you wrestled to the ground and expected to pronounce a blessing. I thought I'd have to threaten this lot, this gang of grubby men and women who live in the wilderness and spend far too much time alone with animals. A rough lot, who see wolves in shadows, who attack first and ask questions later. I thought I'd have to show them magic tricks, lights in the sky, a heavenly choir. I thought I might need to take a sword to one of the throats. Instead, they were intrigued. I saw them delight in my black clothes and black skin. There's a reason shepherds have always been closely associated with God and the kingdom. They live on the edges and in the lonely places. They get how it is for God. They know God is most at home away from the palaces and glory. They know that God is at work in the dark, and the dark is dazzling and beautiful. They saw my clothes and my skin, and knew that I was gloriously strange. <clears throat> they knew that God had come to be with them. After that it was easy. No need for magic. No need for heavenly choirs. I strode up to their leader, an old woman with hardly any teeth, and pointed out the way. She nodded, as if in that moment she was in touch with the shepherds of old who'd spent long nights in conversation with angels. She smiled her toothless grin and said, So this is it then. 
The poor shall see God, and God will see them. I nodded. She placed a hand in mine and said, Lead on. And the final word goes to one of the shepherds. We had no business being here. Our place is out in the hills and wilderness, or guarding the sheepfold. The glory we know is seen in clear night skies, the stars uncountable. The goodness we know is in a job well done. It gets cold out on the hills and everyone sees strange things. In the dark, a bush becomes a wolf. But I've never seen the stars become angels before. But we have seen another glory too. We know we're not always loved as shepherds. Some say we're not respectable. Others think we're the symbol of God's love. No one ever quite sees us for what we are. Women and men trying to do a difficult job, wanting a bit of respect. But that's the glory of what we've seen. Not the glory of a sky turned to song. Not the glory of the kings and queens of old. Not even the glory told in the scriptures. We saw a child. And a child saw us. That night, we were not disreputable. We were not the symbols of Israel. We were just men and women. Because that's what a baby does. He's not interested in anything other than being loved and cared for. He responds to love. The parents let me take him in my hands. My unwashed and greasy hands. I held the holy child. And the holy child held me. And so to our questions for Advent. The first three questions were, what are you waiting for this Christmas? What is it about your faith that makes you sing? Who would you like to bless this Christmas? And how are you going to do that? And our fourth and final question for you to ponder on this week is this. What does the phrase, God with us, mean to you and your life? What does the phrase, God with us, mean to you and your life? That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.